the best coaches in the game, <laughs> we really ain't playing. We regroup up in the Slack chat where the coaches debrief. We be piecing these puzzles, occupy the chunk of the pie. Ain't no lie when we hit the block, helmets casket is top. All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the DFS Army Bowl Call Waiver Wire Podcast, Week 5, NFL 2020, Corona Unlimited Edition. My name is Kevin Allen, a.k.a. The Geek. I'm your host, and I've got the man with the plan, the Encyclopedia Footballica himself, the master of the bold call and the bald call, Season Long Says here. What's up, Says? What's up, man? It's always good to have you on the Waiver Wire podcast. Um, you know, I, I know I see you all week grinding with the DFS stuff, but I got to think in some way doing the Waiver Wire is helpful to DFS just because, hey, who are the the long shot guys with a pulse? Am I, am I right in that assessment? Let me tell you something. The Waiver Wire list each week translates over to DraftKings as the, quote, super sleepers, the cheapies, the turds, as I like to call them. Um, this is where you find your value plays in DFS. So that's why I like that. I continue to play season-long fantasy football, and I continue to pay close attention to the waiver wire, looking for these hidden gems, these guys that are going to come in at super cheap pricing. And we'll have a few of those on this. Plus, I play. So I like coming on the, I like coming on this show because I want to crush my leagues. You know we're in a league together. I'm 4-0. That's how I do it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So I'm not yeah. mentioning the other leagues that we're in together that I'm – yeah, the just, listen, there's uh, when you do so many leagues, you're going to be good in some, bad in others, and you just try to have some fun, make some dough along the way. But what just reminding everyone what the uh, the purpose of this podcast each week is to we're going to try to do a tight 25 minutes, a tight half hour, and just give you the best pickups for your season long fantasy football league. And we're going to suggest bid amounts. It, remember, now also, I want you to adjust the flavor of the bids to your league. You know if people are aggressive. You know your specific situation. You know if if adding that running back is a luxury or a necessity for you. So we're just going to give general bids, give ranges, so to speak, all in plays. Is this a 5% or a 10% or a 50% or type of guy? But then I want you to adjust it for your league. And I'm going to say, not a ton to love this week on the waivers. Um, this... It's just interesting that nothing really popped up as a supreme buy in most leagues, but it depends on the size of your league. And there are some players to take a sniff at, and there are some players to get a little bit of maybe a week early exposure to. So we're not going to be blowing our fob on anyone this week like we might have a couple weeks ago on Mike Davis. Um, but there are some players that are interesting, and if they're still around, they're who you want to start to pick up. I'd also like to get a little segment going on maybe like a potential. Yeah, there we go. Some, some uh, streaming defenses. AKA who's playing the jets this week. That's like streaming defense is one one Yeah. <laughs> playing, sure. Streaming defense is one one Streaming defense is two one is all right. The, the guys playing the jets are taken. Who's playing the, the Washington team this week. Or who's playing the giants, right? That's who's playing the giants this week. I yeah, mean, look, you know, listen to this. It's da- uh, Dallas and the giants are playing each other. Ooh, and, can't play Dallas and, defense, even against and the, the giants. Jets. The Jets and playing Cardinals. And, you know, I, I have it in our waiver wire sheet, which is up on DFS Army in the season long tab. And Arizona has been number one streamer. But let's start where everyone always likes to start. It's running backs, running backs, and oh, yes, more running backs. And, Geek, who doesn't need a running back? You, you had Austin Eckler. He was about to go crazy. Um, and, and, and now he's going to be out. I wouldn't be surprised if he does. They say four to six weeks, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's, um, if he gets shut down for the rest of the year. Uh, I, I'm not even, I'm, 
debating whether to hold him in leagues where I have a short bench and an IR. Uh, Kenyon Drake is underperformed. You're goosey about starting him. Um, Nick Chubb Ken- went out. Kenyon Drake is fine, to be clear. Um, right, you're, you're not you're not starting him with confidence. You're not start. You're starting him with 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 different expectations well, now. Well, yeah, he's gone from first round pick to uh, an acceptable RB two slash flex play. He's really um, not performed, but he was still getting all the touches. But you know, he's just in a timeshare. I, I, I'm going to think about who I put him alongside. But it's your yardage and touchdown types. Uh, you know, like better than Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Like he's, he's, I, I need to think a little bit long and hard, but he's, he's, you know, he's RB2 level at this yeah, point. I'm we thought we were getting an RB1. Some, they don't throw to him. I'm pulling up some rankings and, you know, right now Drake is RB35. So he's like barely startable. Um, as far as, you know, he's a, he's a, R, he's a low end RB3. Players that are ranked higher than him right now, as far as fantasy points, Latavius Murray, DeAndre Swift, Malcolm Brown. Naeem Hines obviously had that big week one. David Montgomery. These are players that are all um, higher-end RB3s, uh, players that we didn't expect to be in the RB2 range, low-end RB2. Obviously, Rex Burkhead, Miles Gaskin, Antonio Gibson. Ascending Antonio Gibson on the rise. Yeah. All right, but let's give the people what they want. Yeah. Let's. Who are the guys that you're going to pick up this week? Um, now, I'm just going to give you the bucket of them, all right? I'll, I'll show you how no, I, I have mean, them. We've got to jump on the biggest injury news of the week. The two big ones, you mentioned Austin Eckler. Obviously, the backup, um, Kelly, is now RB1. What's that? He's owned already. You can't pick him up on waivers. But Justin Jackson is available, and he's going to be... Now you got to kind of get Justin Jackson on your team um, because I don't think uh, that the Chargers are going to run one guy out there. They've never done it. So expect Justin Jackson to finally have some value. That's what I would say with that. The biggest one is is Nick Chubb going down. That's a big injury. Kareem Hunt, again, now elevated to RB1 status. So for DFS purposes, we're going to readjust our thinking uh, about Kareem Hunt. But um, backing him up is Ernest Johnson. Now, Kareem Hunt, always questionable, kind of like also a guy that could get hurt at any moment. You've got to get the Ernest Johnson on your bench. I think he'll have immediate value. He got 12 carries last week backing up Chubb. So they're not just going to go Kareem Hunt 90%. It's going to be Dearness Johnson out there. He got a lot of carries last week. Yeah, I mean, and, not, and every week, Cleveland's not going to be playing Dallas either. So it's going to be tough for matchups. But I agree. Uh, Dearn John, uh, Big Earn Johnson, Johnson uh, he is one of the guys you're going to want to bid on, Justin Jackson. And, you know, Damian Harris looked good to me last night. I know he's he's not going to catch a ton of passes, but if he runs hard like that, he should be what we thought Sony Michelle was going to be. So how do you rank those guys? How would you pr- not rank them? How would you prioritize them as waiver wire pickups? Who would be the one that you would, you're more, you're most interested in of the three? Um, you know, D- Damian Harris, man, he did look good, but it's still the Patriots and it's still a three man show. Um, I do think Damian Harris has like a sneaky, sneaky, give him like a 10% outside shot of winning the job based on talent. But I don't really think that's, I don't expect it, especially with how well Rex Burkhead is unfortunately playing. Like it's just the problem over there. I think the Ernest, um, I, well, 
you know, these well, are all mediocre. Here, I think almost well, Chase Edmonds is the best of them. Well, all right. And Chase Edmonds is probably not available in your league, but he it could be. I know like if he was dropped because he had a couple down weeks. Yes, I would say Chase Edmonds is the number one guy. If he's available in your league, we put him atop the waiver wire sheet just in case. Because not only he's gonna have he's gonna be playable no matter what. And then obviously yeah. we already saw that he has got some upside of Drake if there's a, a continued problem. Yeah, to be clear, we're not like saying I'm not starting Chase Edmonds this week in DFS. If Drake is out there, Edmonds is a barely startable. Uh, flex play barely if in an emergency on a deep league, but we got a little reminder this week that if Drake goes down, he is RB one legit. So yes, yeah, top fifteen RB exciting player without Drake there. So yeah, so that's why I would I would say Edmonds if he's available, Damian Harris who's actually gonna you know he'll probably have eight to nine to ten carries a week. So I would say he's probably the number one. Uh, and then Dearness Johnson looked good, but again, it was in with the Cowboys. They were a sieve, uh, letting people run all over the place. And he's more of a backup complimentary player. And then uh, you correctly identified Justin Jackson. Uh, Kelly's fumbled twice in two weeks. Um, you know how coaches think about fumbling. <laughs> it's the minute they, they miss a pass block, especially a rookie. It could be lights out for a while. So those would be the players for sure that I would Actually, prioritize. I just thought of one other that might be might be really important. Did Carlos Hyde go on IR or no, he was just out this week? Um, I think he was dinged up. He did not go on IR, but are you thinking, he, about, Travis, IR? You thinking okay. about Travis Homer? Well, I mean, Homer's look pretty decent out there. It's not, I need, he, these are injury guys. These are guys like Chris Carson is an injury waiting to happen. Like, let's be real. So if Hyde had had a little more <laughs> definitive injury going on, then Hosmer, Homer, I, I don't want to wait. I don't want to store a guy on my bench needing two injuries ahead of him to be useful. And, and I don't plus, mind doing it for one. Yeah, and it's and we're not going to give you that cheap advice which says, hey, stash that guy, stash everybody, right? I wish I had my bench was 15 so I could yeah. stash all these guys. you got five spots on your bench. If you're in a deep league that has eight or nine or ten, these guys are gone. So uh, those are definitely the players. The other ones of interest, Geek, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn uh, caught some passes. Ronald Jones, so he couldn't uh, – he, he's not – proficient in that area once again i think he dropped a couple is interesting to me reggie bonifon while christian mccaffrey's out uh got some got some run uh scored i think he even scored a touchdown or yeah he had some he had, uh, a, he had a 15 point game he had yeah. a nice day i do I, not expect him to do yeah. that and the last guy was that um before the covid buy for the pittsburgh steelers anthony mcfarland ascended as looking like the backup and uh, sir, uh, usurping Benny Snell. If you have space, just a dead spot on the roster, he's one of those $0 bid guys. I would be interested that you could easily cut. They could easily be a $60 guy next week if something happened to James Conner. So he's someone in the deepest of leagues where if you have that extra spot, I mean, you know, you're scraping for running backs here at the end, Vaughn, Bonifon, and uh, McFarland. So let's just move on to the wide receivers. Uh, geek without it goes without saying if T Higgins is on the waiver wire I mean usually you're not going to put a $20 a 20% bid on on a on a uh, wide receiver but it just looks like that this is a player that's here to stay he's he's obviously cuckolding um uh AJ Green at this point I think he's cuckolding um Ross and I, I think AJ Green is cuckolding himself bro that ain't T Higgins that's fucking AJ Green just yeah. being bad now. You know so, what he looks like to me? He looks like, I know you're not a huge fan of, of a healthy Cortland Sutton, but that's who it looks like to me. When Cortland Sutton's playing well, that's the type of game that I see with T. Higgins. If he's out there for some reason, 
Uh, I think this is going to be only get better and better and better. I would absolutely uh, advocate a 35, 40% bid. And I never do that on a wide receiver because they're just, you know, you just don't know what you have. It's not like projectable touches each week, but I think he's a rest of season play. He is. Um, you know, there were a lot of rookie wide receivers. Justin Jefferson is another one. Jackson Jefferson. The, yeah, but the he's only, he was the number one waiver ad last week. Yeah. He's already owned now, but he was he was one of these second round wide receivers that looked good. There were there was a group. Oh, he was um, a Justin Jefferson was drafted in the first round. Oh, he was a first rounder. Yeah. Okay. He was so but of the was, sexy group of rookies, he was in there. T. Higgins was in there too, but he mm -hmm. he was kind of towards the back end. He was taken a little bit later. He but was the uh, main he reason, was the, T. Higgins was the first pick of the second round. So he was like oh. the 33rd overall pick. Yeah, but no, I mean like there were five first round wide receivers yes. that were taken ahead of him. But yes. what I, what I'm saying is the reason, and this is great. I love this. This is this is the, this goes back to AJ Brown last year. We saw mm -hmm. the same exact thing. We didn't want Higgins, not because we looked at the player and said this guy isn't a really great talent. We did. I mean, listen, we were talking about him before the draft. This is a guy. I hope the Jets get him. The whole thing. Of course, the Jets didn't get him. But no. the thought was, listen, you got this team. They got Tyler Boyd. They got AJ Green on the outside. You've got a couple other pieces, Ross and 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 Tate and couple other pieces and there's no room for t higgins but but the situation has changed mm. okay aj green is showing himself to be a shell of his former self yeah i, I mean he's, he's 32 years old he's that happens to 32 year old receivers you remember when andre johnson turned 32 it was yes. over it was over des? des it's not all of them it's not des bryant how des about calvin johnson this ha andre johnson this happens to these guys and that's at this age Especially that, coming off an injury. Yeah, and that's why everybody's Jerry Rice. Yeah, and, and that's why in the DFS Army Slack chat today, I've gotten a lot of Julio Jones questions. It, it, it could very possibly be over for Julio Jones. 32 years old, hamstring aggravation. That's a death sentence in fantasy. Uh, I absolutely recommend getting out of Julio. If you can, I mean, forget Dynasty. He's going to die on your roster. Uh, but if you if you have a chance to take 70 cents on the dollar, if you could trade him for Hunter Renfro, I would consider it at this point. Um. You know, I got a flood of how did you knows because I did a video breaking down the game last night and I said, guys, you know, I did I did the the playoff, the two game slate and I said, guys, listen, just to be very, very clear, Julio Jones is like operating on a on a hamstring that could snap like a rubber band at any second. Like this dude, after two plays can be seen limping off. Do not play him with confidence because he's going to get hurt. So. Um, and then, and then it happened in that game. I didn't expect it to happen that day, yeah. but you know, this with Julio, we talked about it in the preseason. Also, these guys who have these soft tissue issues, especially an old dude like Julio, who every year is constantly questionable every single week. We saw him come out and be a decoy. That's what they're going to do. That's like what they did with Calvin Johnson at the end with the, uh, lions. They were just rolling him out as a decoy with the bad knee and just, yeah, you know, occupy the best cornerback because you have the name brand. And then they were just eventually they just realized, listen, this guy's finished. And and that's what's going to be with Julio. It's going to be they're going to realize this guy's finished. He is. It's just the injury is too uh, frequent with him. Um, I have hopes for someone like Will Fuller because he's young. But with the guy who's in his 30s and he has this all the time, it's not getting better. Yeah, just uh, before we continue, just want to tell everyone out there watching, thanks for watching live. I see we got a nice little crowd piled in, and on top of that, anyone on the replay, that um, the Bold Call Waiver Wire podcast is brought to you by uh, a great uh, props for cash 
site called No House Advantage. As you can see, if you're watching on the video, we have them uh, plastered on the screen. We really do believe in this company. They are, uh, if you like prop betting, which is absolutely the future of sports gambling, um, go over to, to No House Advantage. You get to uh, choose your props in, uh, across a whole slew of sports. Use deposit code ARMY and get up to a $20 match. Again, there's No House Advantage. They, are, uh, they have a great app on any platform where you can go right on the website. Um, and I just, what my favorite part about it is that you could prioritize which props get the most points. So if you feel strongly about a long shot prop, you can make that your higher point one. No house advantage. Uh, and, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about them a little bit more later, but let's continue on with the, with the wide receivers geek. Uh, LaVisca Chanel and Tim Patrick were the other two that I thought should be prioritized. Now, Tim Patrick's been in the NFL for a couple of years. He's on the Denver Broncos. Cortland Sutton's out. Uh, KJ Hamler, the rookie again, he hadn't done anything yet, but he's out. Uh, Jerry Judy's there. He's the rookie. Tim Patrick's been good in little stints. Um, are you interested in him? Say you're just shuffling through wide receiver threes geek. You just, you can't figure it out. You play Anthony Miller when he gets a zero, then you try, you pick up somebody else and they kind of fail out or flame out on you. Um, let, me, let, how me, let me put it like this. I don't love the passing game for the Broncos. I don't love their quarterback situation. I don't love any of that, but Tim Patrick is not a zero, so he's better than a zero, right? Mm -hmm. um, if I have to lift him on a scale of like zero to like Russell Gage, he's he's not as good as Gage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he's, he's going to get more. He's probably going to get six or eight targets floor per game at this point. I mean, he yeah, showed what well, he could do I mean, with 10 targets. It's just him, Judy, and Noah Fant on that team. No, and Noah Fant's out for a while. Noah Fant's oh, out oh, for even, a while. Even better. So that's where, by the way, in that game, that's where Tim Patrick really started to take over the game. Yes. Terry Judy's very good, too, but he's on somebody's roster. Tim Patrick is available, and you know he's a WR2, a starter on a team that's going to have to throw. They're always going to be playing from behind. That's a good pickup. It's a good yeah. piece playable. And it's a boring pickup that, again, in a normal week with a receiver like, say, Lavishka Chenault, for example, he popped again, right? So he's going to garner $23 bids. Tim Patrick could probably be had for under $20. You could probably put $18 and just get him, right? I, I think less. I think you're betting like five or right. six. Right. And, and, that, like, and that's, that's what I have, Matt. I have no betting, one's bidding uh, for Tim Patrick. You're right. I have him as a $7 bid in the yeah. DFS Army. Um, that, uh, that's, that's right. No one's bidding for him. You'll just get him. So he's an easy pickup. Do you like him um, or Chanel yeah. better? Him or Chanel? Uh, I like him better than Chanel, but you know, I, I think Jacksonville wide receivers are going to be so volatile. Yep. The other you're guy not going to be happy with one of them. Yeah. The other guy I had on here that um he had 80 yards and a touchdown was uh, Scotty Miller. <laughs> it's like we don't know if uh well we it, Gronk was like limping off. You know who? Uh, I heard a, a funny uh, analogy. OJ Howard is done for the season. OJ Howard done for the season. At least he produced for you. If you started him last week, at least he produced for you. He had the uh, the kindness to produce for you before yeah. he before he uh, got injured for the year. Unlike but, um, Gronk, unlike Gronk, didn't produce. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw uh, this morning. I was listening to uh, what uh, the Breakfast Table podcast, and I saw uh, Scott Pianowski said something. Funny. He said Gronk every time he gets up and walks off the field looks like Fred Sanford. Remember how Fred Sanford used to walk with a limp? I thought that was a good analogy there. That's, um, that's um, wait, that's that's vintage um, uh, Delaney Walker in his final years. Every time he every time he'd be tackles like so, like two teammates would have to run over to like pull him, oh, like pull him up off the ground. Yeah. He looked like he had absolutely no shot of standing up on his own. He needed two guys to pull him up. 
So Scotty Miller worth a, uh, you know, would you put, I mean, like a five, six, four dollar yeah, bid, same it's situation? The same. I mean, you know, I think you got to compare like these are these are all the same guy. Cole Beasley, Scotty Miller, Tim Patrick. It's it's a guy who who's playable on your roster in a PPR. So if you if you're needing a wide receiver that probably is not much of a touchdown score, all three of these guys are fine. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could even favor one over the others. They're right. all fine. So it's, it's one of those situations where you just put the same bid on each one of them, yeah. prioritize them to your flavor, to your liking, and whatever one you get, you get. Yeah. Uh, the other the guys that... are the names are Cheneau, Scotty Miller, and Cole Beasley. They're all the same guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also added Gabriel Davis and Zach Pascal. Both of those probably are very low end options. Um, you know, could, but okay. Gabriel Davis looks like a player. I mean, he, he's only a rookie and he probably would need an injury to one of the, the Buffalo receivers ahead of him. But at least it's someone that's on the field. And that's all you can ask when you get that low for a zero dollar bid, a one dollar bid. On, on this show, do we talk about like a dynasty stash? Because that's really what that is. I don't want him on my season long team unless it's a six. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah, it, there's a I, chance. Yeah, I don't want him, but All but right. I, I don't mind stashing him on my dynasty team if I'm, you know, if I have that kind of a team. Sure, he was like a fourth round rookie pick in your dynasty league, probably dropped already, so you can get him. All right. So when we move over to tight end, this is an interesting conversation. So Robert Tanyan ascends to the top of the board. He obviously, it's just amazing that Aaron Rodgers for years, just never connected with the tight end. He's had great tight ends, athletic tight ends on the roster. He's he's, Jermichael Finley. Um, What did he do after? What did he do after the Broncos? Uh, well, after uh, the paint, after the well, uh, point, well, he he got injured out of the league, but he was one of these super tight ends. Jimmy Graham wasn't uh, complete toast when he was there. I'm just saying, like they've had other tight ends. There was another guy, Mercedes Lewis, when he was. No, you're thinking there was another guy there that for for a couple of years we played him every week and he never did shit. Right, that's what I'm saying. Um, you know, that, but point maybe point is suck. is that. Well, no, point is, is that this is the guy, the one that we just totally, no one even thought about. I had him on my, a 20 man, a 25 man dynasty roster and cut Robert Tanya no. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, this is garbage. I cut him after week one, he scored every week since now. Here's the thing. All right. Let's talk season long strategy for a minute. There are teams that have Jared cook and it's just been a disaster. You have OJ Howard. It's a disaster. Uh, you're just not happy with your tight end. Now their green Bay is going on a buy. It's going to be tough to hold them through a buy. If you can hold them through a buy, no problem. It will not be. I'm going to tell you something. You're you're looking at this guy wrong. This is a must add if you need a tight end. Be, uh, this is borderline empty a lot of fob situation. I don't care that it's a buy. The, the buy right, well, week. Good. I'm not We're getting into it here. Here we fob. go. Here we go. Let's just give someone perspective because I like where you're going with this. Rest of season, Robert Tanyan or Mike Gesicki? I'm still on Gesicki. But that's where Tanyan is. Okay. But I have Gisecki higher than if you ask me rest of the season, Tanyan or Austin Hooper. No, no, no. That no one's asking that. All no right. one's asking. Well, why that. are you gonna be fucking you know the well, guy I love who has well, a broken because night. right I'm holding well, Gisecki. That's the point. You have Mike Gusecki. You saw a big week too. It went great, but all the other weeks have been killing you. Two points, one catch, that kind of stuff. So you're in the market for a tight end. If you have the Mike Gusecki, you're not. You know, like your other positions, you look good. Just say. And you I have refused. Mike. Gusecki. 
I refuse to drop him for this guy. Not drop, but maybe you can cut off. Uh, you know, you you added Jordan Wilkins on our recommendation or Gus Edwards a week before. You have someone. How much fab are you going in on with? Uh, say you have, you know, say out of a hundred dollar budget, you have about sixty eight dollars left, or just say percentages. What percentage of your fab are you going to go to get Tanyan if you absolutely need a tight end? All right, let me give a little sneaky. Let me give a little sneaky approach here. This is good stuff. It's a bye week. And the vast majority of a casual league, what they do is they sort by expected fantasy points this upcoming week when they're looking for waiver plays. For that reason, he's a little bit hidden from your league mates. They're not going to notice it. So if it wasn't a bye week, I'm paying 22% of FOB to try to get this guy. $22 bid. I like to cross round numbers. You know how I do it. Um, I think it's $22 bid. Uh, Get him on my team. 22%. 20, let's make that clear. You call it what? $100? Well, because, well, because 20, if you have $60 left, are you still going $20? Or are you going 20% of $20? I don't do percent of how much I have okay. left. It's, it's dollars. Right? So I want to make sure I get them. I want to cross the 20 because your league mates are going to put like 14, 16 as a tight end, not a premium position. They have a tight end. You're the one who needs one. Right? They already have one because there are more than 12 good ones. So... But because it's a buy, you might be able to get a little sneaky and grab a Tanyan for $12 to $14. Or, you know, know your league. Know if you have people who scan, who, who only look for what are the projections for next week, or if you have like a little deeper thinkers who will stash a guy. But Tanyan is real. This, this Packers team, this is what's very important. Even with Devontae Adams back, they lost Lazard. They lost their whole wide receiver corpse. So at this point, it's just going to be Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, and Robert Tanyan. And trust me, Martez Valdez-Scanling, not good. He's not well, good. You know what it is? Okay, let's, I think he is good, but I think no, he's, he's not. Well, hold on. He's not good. He's not a fan. He's good for your, your real football team. He does make the safeties shift coverage. When he when a 6'4 guy is running down, he's just, he cannot be I the number two. He care. About anything except fantasy scoring. Right. But I'm just saying, he's a good player for the role. He's always been asked to play the role above where his uh, pay grade is. He's always been asked to play, hey, you're going to be the number two guy. Hey, you're going to, you know, you're, he's, I, he's a deep threat, uh, a Ted Ginn type, uh, if yeah, you would, a poor man's Ted fine. Ginn. But like, that doesn't, that doesn't get, doesn't pay the bills for fantasy. No, I understand. That doesn't pay the fantasy bills every week. So they need, they, Lazard was, was in this role. Lazard was taking the short patterns. Lazard was the big dude for the possessions. Now it's Robert Bobby Tanya. By the way, did you see the uh, league tilting situation in in our home league? The one that I play in, that you play in, in mind, that I'm a commissioner with Robert Tanya. Did you see all the what happened today? No. No. Uh, let me, I think the listeners will enjoy this story. Then we'll move back on. So for some reason in sleeper, Robert Tanyan has dual position eligibility. He's got tight end and wide receiver eligibility. Okay, did not know that myself. All right, I mean again. Oh, you know, it's Robert. So, but in our league, we play with a tight end premium scoring, not point and a half. We give oh. double PPR for, for tight ends. So Tanyan last night was started in the wide receiver position, but because he is earmarked as a tight end, he received double PPR. So the league was on tilt saying, Hey, we know we, we accept that he's got double position eligibility, but he should, in order to receive that, he should be in, uh, he should be in, uh, the the tight end or the All flex right. spot. I have so, a solution for this. One second. Do you want to hear my ruling first, and then you can give yeah. me your yeah. My ruling was, in principle, you are correct, 
But since we didn't make a, a rule about it, I have to let the double PPR go in the wide receiver position. This is what I would have done. It's tough to make. It's uh, an interesting uh, one, right? It, it is. I've never come across this. I would have said, if you've started two tight ends and this is the third, then no. You only allowed two tight ends in this league. He didn't, though. It was his second tight end, but so, he started so then he in had the a way. wide receiver, something else in that in that flex spot. Correct. Then, then he just should have flipped it. it. That's just a matter of like where you put the player. No, the point. No, it was a running back in that position. He couldn't have put mm. the uh, the guy. Oh, in okay. Yeah, I I see an argument to that should not count. Right, but you cannot do that because the rule was never made. You can't just do well, it after the like, back. I think you have to go with whatever the app allowed for that right. one game. Correct. And then and you say, you know what? Going forward, guys, if you use if you use this, you're only allowed to get those double points in the tight end or or the flex that allows a tight end spot. If, if it's yeah, a my, receiver spot, you can't. My instinct, he's a tight end. He shouldn't yeah. be allowed to play him. Yeah, I mean, my, listen, Sleeper allows it. I mean, it's like, you remember a couple of years ago, I forget who the player was. I think it was um, Joe something. He was a quarterback and wide receiver eligible. And uh, I he, do remember. Yeah, yeah, he was started in the wide receiver spot. But he was starting at quarterback for the team, and it was it was pretty crazy. I think I even took advantage of that, and he ended up not Webb for the Giants. Uh, it was Joe Webb. You're right, but it wasn't the Giants, but it was Joe Webb. I think that's the exact name. That's good memory you have there. All right, I don't cool. Know. I, I don't know why I have these player names in my. No, brain. that was really good. All right, other other tight ends that I want you to to take a look at. We'll get through this quick. Mo Ali Cox. Uh, he didn't do it last week, but he just he had one catch for a touchdown, uh, which is great. But he had some yards the week before. He's for real. If you're looking for streaming tight ends, certainly a four or five dollar bid on him. Eric Ebron might be on your waiver wire if you're desperate at tight end. He they had the COVID buy last week, so Ebron is live and in in an absolute dumpster dive. Cameron Brait. Uh, he caught a touchdown last week. If you're really in a pinch uh, with OJ Howard out, you could throw him out there and just hope he does the same thing again. Again, it's a one, $2 bid at most. And I put Drew Sample on there. Um, again, anyone else that you feel like should be on that list? I just want to talk about somebody who you need to put on waivers. <laughs> if he's Good. still on your team. Good. That's Chris Herndon. Uh, Get him off your team. He's wasting a space. Yeah. He's getting you fucking zeros. The Jets are the worst offense in the league. And this guy who was billed as a as a pass catching tight end is absolutely not running routes at all. Get him off. Yeah, can I give you the one counter? To, and I agree with you, but can I give you the one counter? Uh, Sam Darnold's going to sit this week with the sprained shoulder. Um, slow Joe Flacco is going <laughs> to come in. And there is a chance that he just wants to just go short. And Chris Herndon might no. be. And, and again, again uh, you don't have to do it. And you giving the correct advice. The Jets' you, offensive line cannot block. That he can't run routes. Yeah, they need him to fucking pass block. No, you're right. There's no chance. No, drop him and yep. get fucking Robert Tanyan. If you have Chris Herndon, just take a zero with Tanyan. Just fucking <laughs> get Tanyan this week. Drop Herndon. Take the zero. Yeah. And have game. him for next week. I have him on a dynasty roster, and you know I'm even thinking about it there, but he, I, I can't do it. Even in dynasty, I'm not going to drop him in dynasty because the Jets will have a new coaching staff well, next year. You know, okay, so don't he, get that. Don't get that crazy. I, I heard a, a, an interesting thought. I thought I would echo. I, I heard. Um, I think I heard uh, either Chris Liss say it today on the radio, or someone someone would say it. And uh, they're talking about now that the uh, you know, like when you're when you're drinking beer at a party, and then you you go to the bathroom for the first time. They call it breaking the seal. Yeah, the seal's broken. Right? Yeah, so now the coaching firing seal is broken mm -hmm. with O'Brien. So, uh, well, did you, did you see my tweet? 
No, I didn't. Did you say oh. something like that? I, I wrote I, it was it was something along the lines of like, um, congratulations to Texan fans. The, you know, the the long nightmare is over. Uh, you know, Jets fans hang in there. <laughs> it's another right. week and, or two. You know, something like that. Where and by the way, I don't know if this was a rumor, but it was going around social media that the Texans, the management, is waiting for Adam Gase to be fired so they could hire him. No, I don't. No, that's just yeah, fake. You, fake. You, no, I heard. The, I heard the flip side was that w- when I wrote that, they were like, "Oh, Gase is next." And like, don't be too excited. It's going to be Bill O'Brien that comes in to replace him. So that's just a. That's just a. That's more of a meme than like yeah. a real thing. All right, fair enough. Hey, uh, super flex wise. Uh, Justin Herbert's definitely owned. Kirk Cousins is definitely owned, but Brett Rippon might still be out there. If you're, um, if if you, uh, one of the New England quarterbacks might be out there, um, you know. And in the sneaky, C.J. Beathard is certainly out there. If you're desperate, uh, C.J. Beathard, even if he gets you 11 to 13, 14 points, um, that's better than starting a wide receiver there. So, and then for some reason, if you are in quarterback hell in a deep league, a 14-team league. Um, and Tua is out there. I know they said he's not starting this week, but I think this is the hook week. Like he, from here on out, the at first time uh, Fitzpatrick throws one of those terrible interceptions, you could see the cameras cut over, and you're going to see Tua jogging out there. So if he's out there in your one QB league, um, who knows, right? Who knows? Not the best week for waivers overall, but yeah, I mean. Sure, put Tua on your bench. We saw that a rookie can come in and have success. When you're talking about Justin uh, Bear. By uh, the way, come on. All summer long, I was telling you. I I just want to say, this says more than than just that, but you were on this guy. You said he's good and that he's a quality talent and he's going to be great. And and yes... and he's more importantly, good. he he right. He looks good. Like so, even Joe Burrow with all the expectations at times. I mean, he looks good, but Joe Burrow is like he's a little like sort of goosey. And you would be too if that if the, that pass rusher is coming for you through that porce line. Justin Herbert looks like he's he's in control out there, you know. And it, it makes he, you wonder why the Chargers coaching staff didn't see it right away. I think the Anthony Lynn is this old school mentality. I really do. He's just got that old school, um, you know, that old school like. Yeah, you know, injury doesn't replace a starter and best chance to win. But the reality is you got to play Ebert here, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and six overall pick. I mean, come on. You got to yeah. find out if they're good. That's why I don't understand why they're waiting on Tua. We got to find out if he's good. You cannot squander that rookie contract. Like pretty much the Jets have squandered the contract. So if the, are we in full agreement here at this point? If the Jets get the number one overall pick, it, you don't even think twice. You take Trevor Lawrence. No, no. If you watch the Jets play. And if you're watching Sam Darnold, now I think the Jets ruined him in fairness. Whatever it not, is, whatever, whatever it, is. it is, he's not able to. A, a good quarterback, when you're running open, he leads you un, and- unleashes, unleashes, right? This kid, he can't unleash. He's too hesitant. And it's, it's, I, I think he's either shell shocked, it's a mental thing with him. But I think he can be fixed. But no, if you're the Jets, you yeah, are taking. You'll you burn your food like Florence. You'll run up in your crib like your name is Search Warrants. You lose all your fucking games, and you draft Trevor Lawrence. Love it. I love that. Spit and fire right there. Hey, what if you're the Giants and you end up with the number one overall pick? You stick with Trevor uh, Lawrence. With, yeah. So, no. yes. <laughs> is that? <kidding? laughs> you I mean, so Trevor you just hold Lawrence. Danny Dimes as no, your? No, I think. What Danny will Dimes the Giants good, do? The next big running back. But what should they do? Is yeah. you take Trevor Lawrence. Today's NFL, this was the problem with all of these picks. And he, 
today's we're learning something. And actually, you posted something great from Chris Liss on Twitter that I pay attention to also, yeah. where he was talking about how the slide rule has really made a change. Or not the slide rule, but but no, the, 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 emphasis, the, slide rule. the emphasis on the slide rule and teaching the quarterbacks to slide has made a massive difference in the injury um, potential of these runners compared to the days of yesteryear where you know maybe um, one of these uh, Steve McNair types was coached to fucking sack up and and you know smash your way for the even extra Michael two Vick. yards. Remember, even but, Michael Vick would would yeah, always Michael be Vick injured. Always hurt. Always taking big hits. Even RG Thrizzles taking those big hits. Monster. So today's NFL, you must have athleticism at the quarterback. But I don't care if you're old school Tom Brady. That's fine. We all remember it. Thank you. It's an era that has passed us by. Yeah. It, that was it a, truly is. That was an it's interesting a, article, wasn't it? It's it, it, it's it's interesting. But well, I like I didn't. It didn't occur to me the slide mm. component. But what we we've already talked about this multiple times that yes. what we're seeing from Mahomes, what we're seeing with Kyler, we're seeing with Josh Allen, what we're seeing even, with Dak a little even, bit. Even uh, even Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. E Bear's got a little bit of yes. uh, legs to him. These guys can run and and. I made uh, you Josh and I Allen. talked about this. We're going to go off a little longer than usual. I want to get into this here. All right. Sure. You and I talked about this on the bold calls in the offseason, and I compared it to MMA, where a fighter doesn't have takedowns as that escape route. Mm. It's, with the quarterback, if you don't have the legs, essentially, when when the play is blown up and and big man, large man running at you, you have two options. You can either try to just throw it away. Or fold up and 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 do the fetal position, right? And take the hit. So when you add the element of escapability to a quarterback, and and it's like that said, if that if he runs for two first downs over the course of a game on third and long, those are that's a monster difference over the course awesome. of an entire game. Absolutely. Those are two occasions where you would have punted away. So again, my MMA comparison are fighter. It, I don't know. No one watches MMA. I get it. But when Conor McGregor fought Nate Diaz and he was starting to gas, right? And he, you know, he threw everything and this kid just took it all. He didn't, he tried to go for a ticket. He didn't have it. He doesn't have the wrestling so that he can get this escape route of let me go for a takedown and lay on top of this dude for two minutes because I'm tired now. Yeah, I think it's uh the the and the biggest stark difference, like you said, you highlighted Tom Brady. When it's third and eight and the defense gets through the line, Tom Brady more or less is just gonna throw the ball away. It's fourth and eight, they punt. Whereas someone like, you know, Danny Dimes, Carson Wentz, even Russell to a degree. Wilson. I mean, those are the best at it. Josh Allen. Third and eight, the line comes in, they use their escapability, the word that you just chose. I like that. And they're able to keep a drive going. So one or two of those makes a huge difference in win percentage and fantasies that keeps your fantasy players on the field. So. And what did I tell you? I said the fact that these types of guys, Cam Newton in the mix as well, of course. Cam Newton is yep. one of the originals. The fact that these types of guys have had so much success, what's going on in high school now, what's going on in college, is they're taking that super athletic kid. They're they're foregoing the really handsome, like cool guy, you know, white dude. Uh, I hate to say it, with the great hair, looks a little like he bear. And they're they're putting the most athletic kid. At the quarterback position. Because it's needed now. Before you take the most athletic kid and you'd say, hey, you're fast. You're a wide receiver. You're super fast. You're a linebacker or a running back. 
Now they're taking the most athletic kid on the team and saying, you are our team leader. You're our quarterback. So instead of just getting these sort of these people, these kids who were put into their, they're like, it it starts in pop Warner. I I feel like I'm fucking, uh, you know, just like all over the place. It starts in pop Warner. Where did they put the kid? He stays in that position for his whole career. So if you're put as a quarterback slash wide receiver, that's what you play. And, and the coach thought that's where I should put my, my fastest kid. Now he's saying, no, 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 let's get that kid at the quarter. Let's train him to throw the football. Yeah. So there's long as you, as long as you have that baseline of, 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 uh, competency to throw the football that can be taught. Uh, you need that in that athleticism as, um, as a priority piece well, uh, of quarterback. I mean, think about it. Why does somebody wind up as a wide receiver and the other kid wind up as a quarterback? It's just because in pop Warner, the coach was like, you, you're the quarterback, you know, like you, well, oh, in, in, when in youth football, even up at the high school, it's usually the best athlete is the quarterback. Well, that's where, that's what needs to be. And, and much more so now, if you don't have the height, but much more so they're getting those great athletes as the quarterback position, they're teaching them how to throw yeah. and they're, they're going to be on the pipeline. That's what we're going to see coming out. So I think for the next three or four years, of the end of this has nothing to do with the waiver wire. But for the next three, four years, five years in the NFL, you'll see more and more of that coming through the college ranks and coming into the NFL, more NFL ready, unlike what we saw in the past with the runners, which were that the colleges they went to were just there to let them run. Like they're going playing for the the uh, Oregon Ducks or whatever. And, and it was just like, that's uh, where Herbert uh, went. What's that? That's what Justin Herbert was. Was he throwing or he's just running the wishbone over there? You know what I mean? No, he was doing both, man. He was yeah, good. He was that's throwing. He was good. He was you good know, those teams. You know, they used to have teams, the college offense that would just run the quarterback every time. Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, uh, God, if you're, if you're, if you have aspirations for the NFL and you're a quarterback, you don't want that team. You want a pro style offense where you can run and use. Well, that. you know, what's funny though, because you know, they used to say, Hey, uh, which co- co- college quarterbacks are most pro ready nowadays, more, uh, college coaches are getting hired in the NFL and the NFL is running college style offenses. You know, Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona when Chip Kelly came in. So more and more we're seeing this. Matt Rule is running uh, the, but but not not uh, an exclusively run no, the quarterback. Exclusively. Yep. Yeah. Uh, hey, are, question for you. Running gun style. Biggest surprise of the fantasy season so far for you. Who surprised you the most? I want us to talk about positive surprises because negative yeah. surprises. I, I got positive, so many negative positive. surprises. Not, not something you were around, but like, hey, we're just like, oh, you know what? I didn't see that, but hey, that's a surprise. I, I have uh, definitely one. I'm curious to, to you. What's what's one of the I things think, that surprised I think you the most? The dominance of Stefan Diggs is a little bit surprising yeah. for me. I didn't think that um, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs would connect. The whole Allen to Diggs thing, great. But I mean, specifically, uh, either one of them, you could say, the dominance of Josh Allen, who's now like a seventy-five percent accuracy quarterback, that that was a little surprising. Yeah. I mean, um, there was there was room for him to to get better. I think from a fantasy perspective, though, you and I are not surprised that Josh Allen. We had him ranked at QB four. No, no, not surprised. But yeah, not, yeah. The, the fact that right that the Diggs would be this fantasy relevant, I think, is surprising. But when you when you look back on it, though. Diggs is a deep ball tracker, uh, and it's it actually matches up pretty well. Uh, I don't think anybody saw it going this well, but yeah, man. I mean, it's it's that's been a really good. I mean, if we were redoing our our draft today, I mean, Diggs would be no later than an early third round pick. He'd probably go where DJ Sooner. Moore was was going. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, right. Yeah, I could do a. Uh, well, I'll throw this at you right now. 
top ten guys, Diggs or Mike uh, Diggs or uh, Mike Evans. Yeah, no, you're right. Diggs, uh, Diggs over I'm, all those guys. I mean, Godwin's uh, Diggs hurt. Julio. Diggs over the only. I mean, no, you're right. After Devontae Adams, I'm going to tell you. After Devontae Adams and yeah. um, Gary Hopkins are off the board, you could make an argument for Diggs WR three. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly, yeah, definitely a top 10, so that makes a lot of sense. Uh, the other guy who has surprised me, and, and we should have seen this coming, we didn't, is I just it's, it got in my head when we were talking about the Panthers, is that uh, who knew Robbie Anderson was going to be the dominant target guy? And it makes sense that Matt Rule, the head coach that at Temple, was Robbie Anderson's uh, coach in college. He proactively, Robbie Anderson was the first wide receiver signed in free agency. It Everyone was head-scratching. Robbie Anderson with Teddy Bridgewater doesn't throw deep balls. And what we're learning is that Robbie Anderson is a really good um, intermediate route runner. We're seeing it now. And I think he's here to stay. If you picked up Robbie Anderson in week one or if you're in a little bit deeper league and you took him in the 14th round, uh, kudos to you. You have an every week uh, probably going to be a uh, wide receiver 9 to 15 type of finish. I um I got on Robbie Anderson late in the best ball season. So uh, a few of my late, my last best balls, I was like, you know, what if this guy is such a big, big play guy? What if he produces? I'd say on the negative side, you could you could be just as negatively surprised about the ineffectiveness of DJ Moore over there. Let's you know, it's yeah, they're just not he's not getting 11, 12. He, he basically, he's not going to end up being a 150 target player like we thought. He's probably gonna be more like a 120. So, you know, that's again, that's not second round worthy. That's more like mid fourth round worthy. Yeah, yeah. Fine wide receiver for your team, but not looking like the stud we thought. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, uh, it, anything else that pops out for you or, I mean, big surprises, a lot at the running back position, just negative surprises about almost all of the running backs. Yeah. I um, mean, in Eckler, Eckler was well on his way though. I'm, I'm, I'm not taking the loss on Eckler because he got hurt, but I guess, I mean, you know, Drake has been a disaster. Uh, you know, you could just go through him. Josh Jacobs hasn't been great, uh, outside of the first game. Uh, you could go through the whole thing, uh, outside of AA Ron Jones, like, you know, beyond that, uh, obviously Gurley has been even coming off a good game. Doesn't look yeah. like anything. Not that that's surprising, but basically the entirety of the first couple of rounds outside of basically Kamara and, um, Aaron Jones. And maybe you could sprinkle in, I, I, I still have hopes for Miles Sanders. I think it's bad matchups, oh, yeah. but, right. um, for the most part, it's been a tough year if you focused heavily on running backs. Yeah, early. who's um, obviously last night didn't go well for Calvin Ridley, but I'm even though I had expectations for Calvin Ridley, I did not expect him to be wide receiver one overall through the first few weeks. But I know a, a goose egg last night really crushed your soul. You probably lost your match because of him. Uh, I'm still in. I think this is a great buy low window for Calvin Ridley. If your owner, well, is, especially is, with yeah, especially the matchup this week, and especially with Julio. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying yeah. last week you couldn't even start a conversation with the Calvin Ridley owner. He was so happy that he was right. And now he gets a zero. I think at least you can now have a conversation with that person and they're open. Just like two weeks ago, somebody approached me about getting Drake. I told him, go go, go kick rocks. Now I'm like begging the guy, hey, can we reopen that discussion again? Mm -hmm. So, you know, things like that do drive the market. All right, Geek. Uh, remember that this podcast, the, uh, the Waiver Wire podcast, is brought to you by our friends over at No House Advantage. There are props for cash site. Go over there, give them a whirl, use deposit code ARMY, uh, $20 match. You'll get that, and you can um, play prop betting, which is the future of sports gambling, for uh, for cash. Anything else to add before we uh, close out? Yeah, the, the very, very important items on the agenda. 
Number one, you're watching this Bolt Call Waiver Wires podcast. We do Bolt Call shows all season long, all off season long. And that's really where the excitement happens. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel, to the yeah. YouTube. Wait, stop the- there. Do it right now. If you're watching this video, you're listening to it, please hit the like button, hit the share, hit the subscribe. It helps us out. So if you're yeah. watching on any social media platform, it helps out. That's how we're giving you this value. We're, we're not charging you for it. We don't want to. We love that you're here supporting us. Do that for us. If you're getting value out of this video, share it with somebody else. Now, I know sometimes you don't like to share your fantasy football. Thank you. I saw See, look, likes are popping up right as we're doing it. That's very nice of you. Um, yeah, just hit that like button, subscribe. Uh, it makes us feel good that we're, um, you know, that that we're giving you the content that you want. So uh, keep going, Geek. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, you got to get that. The subscribe is super important because when we go live, the notifications button, it will let you know. We do live streams so we can take questions live. It's really cool. Um, the other thing, of course, is if you're watching this and you are not currently a DFS Army VIP subscriber, you've got to check it out. If you were a VIP subscriber, you were told to play Robert Tanya last night in DFS, and you made all the monies. Check my um, check my Twitter at, at Football Geek, where you could check out some of those beautiful screenshots of wins from last night, just for that two game contest. It was all about it's all about the Tanya, all about Aaron Rodgers, AA Ron. We we're all over that. So. Um, Get signed up as a DFSArmy.com VIP. You can use promo code SAYS to help out SAYS over here. He gets a little credit. Gets to work another month every time he gets a couple of those. That's how it happens around here. Sign up DFS Army VIP, promo code SAYS. You get a nice discount on your monthly VIP subscription. Every sport is covered. Every site we're crushing. NASCAR, dude, I, by the way, I came in seventh at NASCAR yesterday, almost first place, almost took another one down. We're crushing it. Uh, PGA, NFL still going. MLB is, you know, in the playoffs. The NBA is, is finishing up. But we're constantly doing something. We've got League of Legends going strong. Everything. It's League of Legends. Did you know it's the World Championships for League of Legends? I did not know that. I, I don't keep up on my League of Legends. Yep. I hey, only by the way, out early- last night. Just an an editing note is that not this is so minor, but um, earlier in the podcast when we were just kind of going with the zero dollar what the heck type of guys, I, I mentioned Rennie, Reggie Bonifan. Um, scratch him off the list. I'll take him off. He just went to IR. So again, no, nothing groundbreaking there. We hardly knew you, Reggie Bonifan. But for my DFS peoples, that's another little notch up for Mike Davis this week. Yes, please. I call him Christian McCaffrey light. Yeah, it's he's like a, Christian McCaffrey, a system, a system running back. He's 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 <laughs> gluten free, dairy free Christian McCaffrey. It's not quite as good. Yeah, but you know, you at some points, if you if you close your eyes really hard and you you, you distract, you almost can't tell the difference. Like yep. what? That's dairy free ice cream, bro. Kind of tastes like regular ice cream. You know what I mean? You ever have dairy free? You know what I'm talking about? Dairy free ice cream. Says doesn't like that I make comparisons. It hurts him because he's there. Well, I'm answering the questions in the chat. Someone just yeah. said, "What about Chase Edmonds?" And as you know, we uh, we he's our number one running back yeah. of the week. And Chase, yeah, uh, and, and by Drake the way, okay, guys. Chase Edmonds is not. Don't lump your fob. Chase Drake is fine. He just wait, he was wait. eating. He was eating some weird um, spicy food before this game. Took a hit. Stomach ache. By the way, I do I do like your your joke. Your joke that. 
Mike Davis is the same but different, like gluten free. I think that is actually yeah, dude, it's quite clever. So witty. I didn't give you the proper like co-host laugh, but yeah, I, I did digest it while I was writing, and I think that is actually a clever joke. So I will give you props on it. All right, there we go. I thought it was really witty. And, and no, no, it I is witty. No what, I, what I was doing is I was typing back to the people in the chat. That's, that's what's up. That's yep. what's up. Um, gluten free Christian McCaffrey. If you don't have him on your team. You're fucked because he's on someone else's team, but guy's going to put up points until uh, CM Sizzles comes back. All right, that'll do it, guys. Bolt calls, waiver wire, week five for season long says at Alan Seslowski. And for myself, Kevin Allen, a.k.a. The Geek at FFootballGeek. Um, we'll see you next week.